What do you get when you take a psychologist slash psychic, a radio personality, and an improv comedian? You get three crazy wahines talking whatevers. Ever Beach back then <laughs> was like two lanes, no houses, nothing. It's the Creates Happiness Podcast with Nadine, MJ, and Marnie. Yeah, yeah there was crazy. no Ever by Gentry back no, then. There wasn't. <laughs> yes. Ever has blossomed like acne on a teenager. It, it is oh my massive. God, the Creates Happiness Podcast. Available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Podcast. How's it going? Thank it's you MJ here us. with Creates Happiness. You're listening to Creates Happiness Podcast with Nadine, MJ, and Marty. If you have any questions or show topics, hit us up at Creates Happiness Podcast at gmail.com. That's Creates Happiness with a Y at gmail.com. Straight out of rap Ripper. Love it. Love it. I just realized you're. Is that your middle name or you got two Obo-ho last names? Ali is my middle name. It means oh. a rising or blooming chief. Oh, oh really? Of you. Look Scared at you. Scared of you. And his book or the book about him is also called Kamoho. <laughs> yeah. Kamoho oh. the chameleon. Yes. Now, it's a part of an eight series book and it's a oh. child's wow. book. It's actually... Um, it's stories from when I was growing up, um, you know, being dyslexic, being having ADHD and dyspraxia. Dyspraxia meaning I'm clumsy. And I was bullied because I was put in special ed. And a lot of kids didn't understand at nine years old, why am I put in a special class uh, along with the physically and mentally handicapped? So I was bullied. And this is a, a children's series of how I overcame all these bullying and uh, things that I, I faced. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I read the book and I was uh, amazed at like how one set of bullies didn't stop you from being friends with other people. And you just kept going out there and making friends. So that's amazing. No. Who is the book writer? Yeah. who? So yeah, it's uh, Kelly Marotti. She is uh, uh, my best friend and um, she is my business partner because uh, 10 years ago, she came aboard my company, Disnet Media, and she just blew it up. And I didn't want to lose her because I lost a lot of great people to headhunters that said, hey, you have you found talent. Let me let me grab them. So wow. I need a business partner. So she, I'm actually writing another book that's coming out in December called Sped to Success. And it's oh. geared to tweens and teens mm-hmm. about all the things I've been through, but more like detailed and not so childish it's just a real deal and so she said you know we gotta tell your story to like start young like kindergarten first grade second Mm -hmm. grade you know teens and tweens they kind of have their mind made up um so she took stories from my my sped to success book that's coming out in december and made into children's books because she felt that you know generation has you learn empathy now yes yeah, so she decided to do that. I didn't understand. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> but then when she wrote it, and then all of a sudden it just caught like wildfire, and everybody's, you know, saying, oh my God, it's so awesome to uh, learn about being bullied and how to overcome it. So I met Spaz, what? Um, gosh, it was a long time ago, maybe 20 years ago, maybe yes. oh, more than 20 years ago. Oh my God. And uh, I met him at the radio station. He was working at Extreme and I was uh, interning with Carrie Steele and Paulo Gata. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I was like, oh, this is a handsome guy. You know, he's so handsome. He's such a handsome guy. And I never knew that you went through all of this stuff until I read your book. And I was like, wow, really? Because he's so amazing. He has I mean, he's a radio personality. He was, I mean, he is a disc jockey. You know, he has his own companies. I mean, like he, he did this and that media. I was on his show, this and that when he had um, opening for me to be on for one season, right? Yes. It's pretty yes. cool. I was like, yeah, wow, I'm, this guy guess, went uh, through all of this pregnant. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I said, MJ should come on and she did amazing, but um, thank you, MJ. That's um, I gotta yeah, you're welcome. my head. Wait, okay, <laughs> so go back to the book real quick. Was that something that you were thinking about doing, or was that something that somebody said, Hey, you know what? You have a great story, let's write about it. How did that come so, along? Okay, so I 
because I've been through all these different things, you know, yeah. um, I would go to schools and talk about my adversities and, and what I've been through and, and tried to motivate kids to just keep on find your passion, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, conceive, uh, believe and achieve your dreams. So that's what I was doing for years, just going, giving back because it's like, man, I, I made it and I want, I know that youth are going through this to this very day so go to school and somebody said you know what you you should write a book about this because like you can touch more people if you know you might not be able to visit 100 schools but you can put up 100 books Mm -hmm. so that yeah it was uh somebody i can't remember who it was but they said you should write a book about your your story about your life because it could really help a lot of people and so that's how it came about um the sped to success was just writing all the different things that I've been through. And it's not all bad. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, yeah. you know, no, no, no. The good times yeah. and the bad times. And yeah. How I did it was, it was, you know, it's 23 chapters of just what my situation I went through and in what the life lesson is like, mm. okay, how did I overcome that? So yeah, it was somebody that, that told me when I went, when I would go to schools and, and talk yeah. to kids about, you know, being in special ed and um, even going to special ed classes, even if it's just 20 kids I speaking to, I just wanted to say, look, I know it sounds cliche, but if I do it, you can do it. Just yeah. keep on. Yep. <clears throat> do you find when you talk to kids that you, that they come up to you afterwards and they say, oh my gosh, I, you know what I mean? I've been going through that or, or like, how is the Oh response? my God. Yes. So I'm an empath. And so when I go into the class, I can feel it. So when they come up to me and they actually sometimes take me three days to recover from, um, I can feel everything that they're going through. Um, remind me to teach you how to clear yourself when you pause. Yeah, I know. I got, I got, got, I've been trying to do that, Yeah. but it's, um, it's really deep because they come up to me and say, Oh my God, with tears in their eyes. And they're telling me, um, you know, I'm going through that. Oh my God. I want to, I want to be an artist, but my parents tell me that, um, I should be a lawyer or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's really hard when I, yeah. when I do, yeah. um, schools, because it, like I said, it's, uh, I connect to them. I, I'm I, so inspired by you. You yeah. know that I'm yeah. so inspired by you. I was telling, um, MJ and, um, Spaz off air that people like to categorize kids who have ADD, ADHD, like that, like they give them that title, right? Because it's so much easier to give someone a title with something that you don't understand because you've not been through it. But technically, I find this in my regular practice that that's the farthest from the truth. There's nothing wrong with these kids. It's just that they're, they have a different, they're wired differently and they're wired more towards the creative side. So I feel like schools are so traditional. They're like stand in front of the yeah. classroom, preach to you and they expect yeah. every child to be the same way. They're not. I, f- I wish yeah. there was, I wish the school system would be revamped to separate that and be like, Hey, what is this kids? I wish, I wish honest to God. And I know this is going to sound so fucked up, but I wish there were more empaths and intuitives that would go in and be like, Hey, this kid can do these things. Let's let's yeah. play to this strength instead of labeling yeah. them and then placing them, making them feel awkward. Cause that's just not the jam. You know what I mean? Like you are missing out on so many kids that are so like lit up with light. I was just talking about that Mm -hmm. with somebody like schools need to change their programs because not everybody learns the same, you know, exactly. Yep. Everybody's different. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I was on the creative side too. So the art, the painting, the drawings, you know, like the sculpting, that's, that's like my jam, you know, like, but whenever I have um, parents that bring their kids and I no longer do kids anymore, but when I had that, I would always tell them, um, start your kids in a Montessori because Montessori is very Mm hands-on and they don't expect the kids to take their work home with them. Right. Because nobody wants to do that. You know what I mean? And if you kids who are creative, if you can start in doing things with their hands, they're more susceptible to being productive later on in life. So check this out. I took the private school exam, right? I got accepted at mid-pack. I did not know mid-pack was an art school. 
right? So I fought my mom tooth and nail, like I'm not going to Midpac. I don't want to go to Midpac. I want to go to a public school. What I realized is Midpac probably would have been the better school for me now. Mm-hmm. Should have gone there. You know what I mean? And then public schools need to change their programs because all public schools are the same. But at least Midpac, if you take the private school exam, mm-hmm. they will put you in the direction you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But not everybody gets to take the private school exam. So it's not fair for all the kids that go to school. So this is uh, the twist. I agree with every 100% of what you're saying. And yeah. that's why I be, actually became a teacher. And we'll talk about that later. But that's why I became a teacher because of that that thinking that like we got to do something because there's a lot of kids out there that are misunderstood because they're labeled they've got to be labeled as special ed or adhd and so um that's why i with all the knowledge i have and being in special ed i decided to become a teacher but we can talk about that wait were you put on medication at all oh hell yeah oh really i was i was uh, in a in a zombie for middle school so the only way they could treat me was put me on redlin and i was in a daze for uh middle school at that time it was intermediate school Ah, so that hurts my heart it's cloudy That's yeah. so sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I have a neighbor here. And- oh, don't be sorry. I need money because I sold some of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, dollar, dollar, pay, dollar, pay. <laughs> the monopole man, you know what ah, I mean? Like, ah, I still just do double dose. I just need one dose. And the second dose, I sold it for dollar, pill. Entrepreneur from Jump. Yep. No, uh, my neighbor, he had he they have a child that's seven years old. And since the child has been like five, they've been putting him on something. And I feel so bad because they're always like, oh, we had to up his meds, up his meds. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, God, doesn't that like mess with your mental status? Like, I mean, like, does that I know what does it do to you? that like if they I, i'm sure they're advanced but yeah i for me i remember redland just put me like i was in a like in a dream mm-hmm. like okay this body is doing stuff but i'm just in a like i'm just there mm-hmm. like it was it was i remember it was oh, a weird but it's but i don't know about now educate um you know medicine but i just remember redland was just still, like they still use the same thing they still oh, use yeah the same they thing. use ritalin and they use uh mm-hmm. what is the adhd the one that um is like made from like uh crack or med or meth or something. What is it called? Adderall. I don't know. Adderall. Yeah, yeah that's the one. That's the one. You know what is funny? They also use that same medicine for weight loss. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe I should get back on that. I know. I was like, maybe I should get on some Adderall. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. losing weight. Like you know, I don't know which one. Because part of it too is um, it is collective approach. Um, I have a, a son that has a slight learning delay and I have another and they're twins. And then the other one is extra. He's just extra mm-hmm. uh, smart, intelligent, accurate, but just h- high energy. Yeah. So as a parent, you know, we we tend to be uh, in, in a phase of ideology. You know, we want a child to behave and, and be a certain, way. Yeah. a certain way in a normalized mm-hmm. way. So when they when they behave differently, we start to think there's something wrong with our kid. And I think parents are also a contributor to helping us uh, get these children the attention they need. Like uh, MJ was saying earlier, identifying their skills early and embracing that and supporting Mm -hmm. that by removing them maybe from a structuralized, westernized philosophy education, you know, to something that's a little bit more appropriate for the child. You know, Mm -hmm. now what we have chart schools, we have Hawaiian immersion programs. Mm Um, the parent has a very significant role in how this child's upbringing applies. And, um, like what Spaz was saying with the medications, they approached me with medications for my son. And I just said, he's five. No, you know, as much as I think the kid's a wild nut, I'm like, I'm not going to medicate him because he's a wild nut. I'm asking you, you know, what What else do we have? What else do we have this child Mm -hmm. to grow naturally? Cause I don't know how this medication will affect him when he's a teenager, when he's Mm -hmm. an adult. I'm a, we're just trying to no sugar, no carbs. (laughs) Yeah. We're trying to smooth a behavior (laughs) because we, the parent are uh, bothered by it. Yeah. You know, this is a permanent decision. 
Yeah. Uh, this is a very permanent decision when we when parents make these type of oh, yeah. selections mm-hmm. and it, there's a consequence. Yep. You know, so at this point, you know, Spaz was uh, able to surpass all that, which is mind blowing and amazing yep. because this is a problem that many people uh, have children that struggle with. Mm-hmm. And it was a bit taboo to talk about, you know, yep. which I found um, comical. You know, it's like we're all eating dinner and this kid's painting on the wall. I'm like, there's a problem. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, I don't know why we're trying to act like it doesn't, you know, <laughs> you know he's not eating. We, we allow expression in this. <laughs> Go ahead, Timmy. You know, we have, you know, we got those Mr. Clean sponges. It's okay. We're okay. I got stuck so, in the right white, white eraser. Yeah. You know, what makes me upset is that doctors are so easy to just give five-year-olds pills you know like because what's wrong with you they, 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 they do that because they get and i know this as a fact okay it's because uh-huh. they get kickback my girlfriend oh. her husband oh. uh, is a psychiatrist and the bonuses he gets every month for his prescriptions is yeah crazy crazy see that's messed up though i mean like especially for i mean like i can understand if you're an adult but mm-hmm. to give it to a child i just feel like that's just fucked up Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the alternate be would be the the texts or the books like Spaz created. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I think and that's where exactly. I think that's where the flip needs to be. Instead of medications, yeah. perhaps the medical professionals could start working with the parents. Uh, special behavior. needs a, that's instructors. Thing. You know what? That's what gets me is everything's back to behavior, right? And how much of a commitment do you want to make to behavior? How yep. much does a parent, how much are you willing to invest in your time and your energy and your patience to help your kids so that you don't have to go down that route? I feel a lot of people nowadays, society is such that they don't want to be bothered with it. They want the easy way out. We're just going to medicate yep. them because we cannot deal. You know what I mean? And then right. I, on the flip side, I have a lot of parents that are, no, you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to understand my child. I want to learn other things that can help him get through this. And what are his strengths so that we can work on that instead of the weaknesses? You know but there mean? are some children who do need it. Like I think the oh, yeah, neighbor, sure. did, he really needed it because, yeah. you know, he was too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's some kids that do need it. But I was like, wow, five years old. I mean, like yeah. such a young age, you know, like well, yeah. I, I just can't. My I just mom, yeah. don't. Okay, wait, Spaz. So you said this is an eight series book, right? Yeah, it's a eight first series. Year. So the you only got Please okay. is one of eight uh, series okay. books. And then the second one is the tween book. Yeah, you said. No, yeah. So the um my book, the the tween book, uh, sped to success is coming oh, in separate. December. Yeah, and then okay. the second uh, book is. Kamoho the chameleon doesn't like school. So it's a um honor to teachers because it talks about how a teacher uh in my life inspired me. Like I didn't I hated reading because I stuttered. I also stuttered too. Mm -hmm. Um, Dyslexia too. Dyslexia. Yeah. So I hated reading, but this teacher that I had uh, helped me through it and and believed me and 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 said that you know people see you for what you are now, I see what you're going to be in the future. Mm. And I think that's what you guys are saying. See yeah. these, um, these kids, this youth, not for what they are now, because yeah. their emotional intelligence is so low. They yes. don't know how to yeah. do it. Yes. But they are so talented, so creative, so left brain, mm-hmm. but people yeah. know how to deal with them. She did. She yeah. saw that. And she said, you're, you're going to be amazing. You're going to be an amazing adult. Where did you go to school? I went uh, to Kaneohe. Um and I went to Kapunahala Elementary School. Oh, uh-huh. okay. And then King Zoo. I mean King School. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and Castle. K-A-S-S-O. Castle. Uh-huh. Castle. <laughs> so you that was the problem too. My dad is Hawaiian Filipino. Mm. Um, uh-huh. and my mom was uh across Caucasian. So I look Caucasian, but my dad, from when I was a small child, spoke pigeon. Uh-huh. So So when I went to school, this white boy was like, hey, but how are you doing? Uh-huh. Like, ah. Hey, you could be Portuguese. Yeah. Portuguese. I got that all the time. Yeah. Oh, you Portuguese? Oh no. You should have said oh. yeah. <laughs> Well, in California, I'm Mexican, apparently, and in New York, I'm Italian. Yeah, yeah. That could be yeah that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. you, 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 you. Okay. Yeah. 
You can totally pass. I wonder your book is about a chameleon. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) Because I spoke pigeon, I'm white. And then because my confidence was so low, I mumbled and, you know, and and didn't speak well. So, yeah, it was just a lot of things. And then he became a radio personality. Look at that. I know, right? Look at that. That's that's (laughs) overcoming. And now I taught myself not to speak pigeon, like, so I you can I, turn it on and off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. Me too. Yeah. But yeah. apparently when I go to the Wilson tunnel in Kaneohe, <laughs> I'm back on. I'll be like, hi everybody. <laughs> We're going to Kaneohe. And I come to the Wilson tunnel. Oh, bro. Oh, look you. Oh, everybody. What's up? You go to Kine. You go Jack in the crack. They go Jack in the crack. All of a sudden, I don't know why Kaneohe does that to me, but it's like it's like when i speak with local people i can speak proper english here in the stateside but the minute i talk to somebody from hawaii it's all over you know look at her she sounds already like every time she gets on the radio pigeon comes out automatic i cannot help it automatic it It used to be more so with with highland like the with the guys it i mean Mm -hmm. couldn't help it but like now with um hawaiian it's it's a i not so much Marnie and I grew up in Hawaii Kai, so our English is a little bit better. <laughs> years and years of teasing my Caucasian friends' parents. <laughs> it has now cursed me with a Caucasian tone. Yeah, so everybody always asks, oh, are you from the mainland? And I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm born and raised. I know Hawaii. people you say oh, that too. You don't have an accent. I'm like, what? I'm like, an accent? Oh, I bless your heart. I don't know what you mean. But I'm like, thank you so much. And you know what bless your heart means, right? In the, yeah. the lingo. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so but it sounds so pleasant. So I use it in most in oh, yeah, any, I love it. I contacts. Love it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Bless your heart. When I first moved to yeah. Texas and people would say that, I, I thought they were being nice. You know what I mean? Like, oh, bless your heart. Oh, okay, thank you. Right. But really now I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Let me punch like, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barack. Basically what? saying, hey, dummy. Yeah. Way to go, dummy. <laughs> sure, dummy. Yeah. Oh, you're a nice dummy. <laughs> You you said bless you your that's how I learned all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Marnie, Marnie and Spaz has something in common. Spaz, you went through gastric bypass. How long I ago did. was that? Uh, 2009. Um, I, you know, up into 2009, I was, I, I tried, I tried everything. I mean, cabbage soup diet, uh, oh. everything you can think of slim fast, uh, eating, you know, six meals a day. And I couldn't get rid of the weight. It was so rough. And my doctor, yeah. I, was, I became a yo-yo dieter. So my doctor said, you know what? Um, I can't even prescribe exercise for you because your heart is weak because you've been going up and down. Oh. So I want to say that you should see if you're a qualifier for gastric bypass. And I was like, no way. And I can do that. Man, I'm strong. You know what I mean? I'm Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ironically and I'm kidding like a month later my assistant at the time she got a heart attack and she was only like four years older than me so she was in her like early 40s and she got a heart attack and she had to get uh um the the on me oh, tra- oh damn yes and she she can't she's handicapped now and I was like oh, oh she's like four years older than me that's crazy and she's yeah. healthy everything but what she happened is um, she forgot to pick up her uh, blood uh, blood pressure medicine. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'll go get, I'll get it. Two weeks went by and then she got a heart attack. So I was like, yeah, sign me up. So I went to Castle and of course I was a definite candidate. And uh, March of 2009, I, I got the gastric bypass and it was one of the best decisions I ever did make because it saved my life. I mean, I couldn't even tie my shoe. Like I would try to, I couldn't, I couldn't touch my, my feet. Like I was so big. I was on um, 340 pounds mm. and, um, you know, a lot of people look down on me for that. They're, they're like, Why? Oh, yeah, no, they would tell me, Oh, you do the cut thing. Yeah. You gave up. What do you mean? I gave up. So, I, oh I, God. Don't, yeah. I, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a lot of people say, Oh yeah, you do the cutting, you know, they they don't have tests, you know, you're supposed to test for 10 years, you know, before you do this. And it's only like three years of this surgery. So I got a lot of pushback about it. Yeah. So I just didn't tell a lot of people. Yeah. And I just did it because I wanted to be around for my kids and yeah. I wanted to be around for a long time. And I really believe, and the reason I tell, tell you this is because my dad died of complications of diabetes at 52. Ooh. And 
because you know they didn't have this operation mm-hmm. so i said i was on that path i was yeah. i looked like my dad i was having the complications like my dad you know um walking one flight of stairs like i was huffing and puffing and so i did get the gastric bypass and it it was a lifesaver well, how about you honey how did it help you <laughs> <clears throat> yeah um when gastric bypass came about there was a stigma to it uh it was sensationalized on oprah specifically mm-hmm. uh there was a lot of um well-known celebrities that had taken it and tried to de- deny it it was almost yep. like our our neo plastic surgery mm-hmm. uh so th- you got a lot of grief from it and myself too and i'm six one so at the, my heaviest i was six one three seventy eight And, um, you know, so I had the surgery and it wasn't an immediate surgery. You had to go through a process. You had to see the psychologist. You had to see a dietitian. Um, They monitored you for a year. I mean, I could have had the surgery at any time because I was within the weight limit. And the weight limit means you're heavy enough for the surgery table. And the surgery table is 150 pounds is the max. So you have, if you were beyond 350, you had to lose weight so you could fit on the table. Uh, So, so there was that restriction. So for a year, you know, they just prepare you for this surgery because it is life-changing. And the first five, for me, at least the first five years uh, was hard. You know, it wasn't easy. You you still had to deal with uh, introducing foods and, you know, vomiting because, uh, you had too much to eat or you had something that was too sweet to eat. And I was never a, a sugar person. I didn't like sugary foods. I like savory. I was like, um, but I was also the weight gain came after high school. So all through high school, you know, you play sports and you're active and you're mobile and you're this and you're that. And as soon as you graduate, your, your blessed family genetics just kicks you in the crotch. Mm-hmm. And then you put on all the damn weight because genetically, this is your design and you didn't know it because you're playing sports all the time. You're, mm-hmm. you're constantly active. The, the minute you become sedentated, it was like, I ballooned up like immediately. And that to me was like, what the hell, man, what's going on here? I, th- I thought it was a healthy human being. So I had the surgery. Um, I didn't care. I told people I had surgery. If people inquired about surgery, I told them that too. I was like the third person at Queens medical center who had the surgery. And um, as you could see, total success, you know, cause, um, not only did I put the weight back, but I'm still healthy. I don't have diabetes. I'm not on medications. Mm. You know, yeah. it's just, if you stop exercising, you will put the weight back on. That's just that's life the bottom in general, line. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Surgery, about- no surgery. Yeah. Okay. But Marnie, can I, can I rewind? Cause you said the first five years was hard for you. Why was that? The first five was, uh, primarily, uh, introducing foods back. So oh, okay. the eating part, see, cause I thought like for me in nine months, I lost 150 pounds. Holy crap. Yeah. So yeah. I, I shrank now. I, what the kickback I got was because I'm bull ahead. Um, people would be like, <laughs> Hey, what you on the pipe? <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, Oh, yeah, leukemia. You okay. Like, no, <laughs> I, I intend to lost weight <laughs> on. Yeah. So the next year I put a little on but money, this side effect, I got, I, I, I guess I, I apparently became attractive. You know what I mean? So <laughs> people, like girls, that was like, like, hey, Spaz. All of them are like, hey, Spaz. Yeah. MJ was one of them. <laughs> oh, shut up. I used to think you were cute no matter what. Even I believe. Even if you were in the, you always had a cute face. Shut up. I believe. Yeah, girls that was just like regular, hey, Spaz. The next, next time I sound like. That's what I was wondering because all of a sudden it was weird because I never got that kind of attention. I was in special ed. I was bullied. I became fluffy. And then all of a sudden I became attractive and I, I, I didn't know what to do. Uh, uh, how are you going to act? How are you going to act? How you gonna act? You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's it. But that was another part of the surgery that um, some people couldn't handle. It was the, the emotional and the cerebral change of being a, a morbidly obese person mm-hmm. to considered a normal and or attractive. And some people got plastic surgery like myself mm-hmm. to tighten up the looseness. And you become this uh, very beautiful person that you were inside always, but now mm-hmm. you're physically beautiful. 
And you don't know how to you respond to that because now you're getting all this attention and you don't, and you're kind of like, you're flattered, but at the same time, you, you want to, you know, punch him in the neck because you're like, <laughs> was me, always I, me, Frick. Yeah, <laughs> I was always this way, but now I'm like 150 pounds lighter yeah. and all of a sudden you want to get with me and you're kind of yeah. like, uh, no. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. never because I, that's rude. And yeah. you should have done that when I was heavier. But apparently you don't like the smell of musk. <laughs> you know, so I hear I like a lot of it. I hear like a lot of times like um the, the spouse has hard time too with the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They kind of handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually believe. don't know how to take it. Yeah. Jealous. I, don't like I, it. I had a like friend it. when she yeah. lost the weight, she left her husband because because she was uh yeah hot. She was hot. Active, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost a, feeling herself, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's almost a flip. We did it because you know we were heavy and You're we right. needed to do make a change, a permanent change. And then our egos get involved, you know, and yeah. then that flips it. And before you know it, it was like it was never about. You know, did you guys both feel more confident afterwards? Like, did it make you feel more confident or did it make you feel like worse? You know, like sometimes it could just be like, oh, yeah, I do look good, but I don't know. I I still feel like the same person, you know, I just um, yeah, go ahead, Spaz. Yeah, share. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I I felt I felt really good. It it, it definitely like uh, Marnie was saying, it it changed me, felt made me feel confident more than ever. And in adult mindset, it was like, wow, this is amazing. So yeah, I felt I felt really confident. It did change my confidence that I could fit in a, a you know, at one point in time, a medium shirt when I was wearing four X. So it yeah. was oh, that's that's a lot. Wow. That's a big change. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It was more um, for me. I kind of. Um, you know, my mandula oblongata is not all there from the start. So I didn't really have an issue with confidence. It was more like being happy to buy off the rack. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that was a big deal. Cause when you're big plus I was shopping at Kramer's big and tall for woman, for a woman, you know, it was just like either transgender or she's gay, but you know, for, for me, it was hard because you, you're feminine, but there's no clothes for you in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. If you're six, one, three seventy eight, yeah. you know, there's none. So it's like either a moo moo or <laughs> uh, you're going to be heavy D for the rest of your life. So it's like, OK, well, you know, I like the idea that I was able to slim down and buy off the rack. That was like basically the number one goal mm-hmm. body, um, body morphing and, and being comfortable in the thinner body. It took a while you know, cause I was always heavy. So I'm like, Oh, I don't understand how this feeling is. You know, I, I, you know, I feel kind of weird, but at the same time, I'm happy that I'm thinner. And then, um, obviously, you know, life gets in the way and you know, you put the weight back and they tell you that when you have the surgery, they absolutely tell you, it's like, this is not a forever and ever amen mm-hmm. to keep the weight off. It's yeah. your work too, but it will help you with certain type of, uh, expected illnesses that come with obesity. And although I put on the weight, you know, my blood pressure is fine. I never, I was never on medication. Mm. You know, I never had any health issues, but you know, I monitor that closely because, you know, now that I'm putting the weight back on, I was like, oh y'all, you know, I hope I didn't ruin it, but, um, uh, it was a great decision and it was a mind, uh, mind blowing and life-changing decision. And today, thankfully it's a little more embraced, mm. you know, people aren't really shunning the idea <laughs> that yeah, you needed so a medical mm-hmm. co- yeah, a medical service, you know, to help with weight mm-hmm. loss, you know, cause I'm not a Kardashian. I'm not going to take those goddamn pills. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm not going to suck it out of my, my <clears throat> stomach and throw it in my ass. You know, it's just like, I wanted to just comfortably lose weight and, and yeah. this helped me do it. How are yeah. you doing now spaz with your, with the whole, you know, cause it's been like, what, yeah. you know, it's been a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been like, what well, was that? Like 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Marnie said, you gain it back, but you still can control it because yeah. it's easier. So if you do walk around the block, it does make a difference. Whereas when we're yeah. without the surgery, working out, trying to eat low carbs, no carbs, it didn't really do shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Like this a surgery helps. It's like a, it's a tool. It's not yeah. a cure all, you know? So yeah. it, um, I did gain, like like uh, Marnie said, I did gain a lot of the weight back, but not as much. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's so if I start going on a low carb diet, mm-hmm. I can see the difference. Whereas yeah. 
before that, oh yeah, it didn't nothing. Yeah. Like I said, lemon, lemon diet, cabbage soup diet, slim fat. <laughs> yeah. So Spaz, <laughs> you know how um you um went from like what yes, you went you. through. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, so okay. all the things that you went through as a child, and then you became a radio personality, a DJ. What what inspired you to be a dish jockey? Yeah, how'd you get into that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was just wanted to be a DJ. I just love music. Um, how Let me tell you be- what, wait, your, your freaking jams are like the yeah. best. Like yours best. is old school freaking jams. Like the best. Love your music. Oh my God. Like yeah. that before when, you know, cut master spaz and like, yeah, yeah. Yep. And you stay in your freaking car so that you get the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Cut master spaz is on. You know what I mean? Like, that was me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Nadine, I'll marry you too. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <Okay>. Wives. <laughs> so, um, oh my God, I'm so flattered. I'm turning red right now. Stop. Okay. How old were you, um, how old were you when you decided this is what I want to do? 10 years old. What? Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so. I was in special ed. I didn't have nothing. I didn't have no passion, no drive. I just was going through the motion. And they, we had a school dance um, at uh-huh. elementary school. And the DJ was rocking the tables. He was, they had records at the time. Yeah. And I yeah. watched how he controlled the crowd. He played, you know, hard rock music. Everybody like slam dancing, going yeah. on. He played <laughs> lovely, dovey music. Everybody's like, oh, you know, on a good mood. And then hip hop. And everybody's like, oh. Like, <laughs> he's like a conductor. He's like, you know, he's, he's controlling, like a yeah. maestro controlling the crowd. I want to do that. So I ran home and I told uh-huh. my mom, hey, mom, um, I know what I want to be. She's like, what? She's like, oh, a DJ. Oh, what? I said, a disc jockey. I want to spin No, music your mom said, pardon me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But at the time, you know, I'm a kid, I'm a 10 years old. She said, yeah, but we're poor. So we cannot really go and just buy you stuff. So you have to figure out a plan. So I had, I conceived the dream of being a DJ, but I had to conceive a plan. I need to get a job. The only job I could get at 10 years old was uh, delivering newspaper. I did that for five years until oh I was 50. God. I got a worker's permit and I started working at Zippy's. My first real job was washing dishes at Zippy's. Uh-huh. And then at 16 years old, I was able to get a steam cleaning carpet uh, job. So I steam clean carpets. Uh-huh. So by 16, I saved up $10,000. And wow. I that wow. That's a lot, you. Yeah, because I didn't have a girlfriend, you know, I just saved the money Um, along the way, like on my birthday, my 12 year old birthday, I went to Radio Shack. I know it's it's called Best Buy now. Um, (laughs) And I and mind you, there's no Google, no YouTube. So I had to listen to mixtapes and try to figure out how they mix and how they scratch. So you and did it all by yourself? All wow. by myself. I taught myself. Wow. Taught. You didn't amazing. even have an... Wow. I figured it out by myself, my left brain. I figured out yes, yeah, good. how to mix, how to scratch. First, I taught you dragging the needle across the record, but no, you move That's it not how you do it? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> you move the record back and forth. Not, not, not sideways. You know, <laughs> T-bone with your car. No, you move it forward and in reverse. So I, I learned how to DJ. So by 16, I was pretty good. And I started my own company and I became an entrepreneur, not even understanding what an entrepreneur is. 16? That's crazy. 16. And that's back in the day, mind you. Yeah. So my oh my God, I'm gig, so inspired. My first gig was my one of my uh, a girl at school, classmates said, hey, I heard you're a DJ. I'm going to have my sweet, sweet 16. Can you DJ it? I was like, heck yeah. So I got my equipment. I went there. And she played me, uh, paid me with a plate lunch. She gave me a. Oh, a oh wow. that was my first gig. I, got I was gonna say, how much you got paid for that one? I got paid, <laughs> I got paid with a meal, and but I was grateful because. But were you banging? But were you banging? Because if you were, that's word of mouth. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I started doing graduations and all that kind of stuff, and like, and so, um. When I graduated, because my big, I have a late birthday. I was seventeen years old, and I um. I started applying to nightclubs, uh-huh. but a lot of them said, oh, you're not 18, so you cannot. But one club took a chance on me, Silly's Nightclub. Yes, oh, I was going to say. Silly's Nightclub is gangsta. <laughs> so they were like, man, you can spin. Let's just have you. 
um, you know, do your thing. And I got a, a special liquor commission. Uh, and at like that crime, time, yeah. as long as you're not touching the alcohol, you're good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now you have to have a liquor card across the board. Mm-hmm. So at 17 year old, years old, I was the youngest DJ in Waikiki. Wow. Nice. That's awesome. Look at you. So Um, your disabilities didn't affect your DJing skills at all. It actually enhanced it because I I can do many things at one time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can uh, scratch the record, turn the volume, talk on the mic, and then uh, hold the girl's hand. (laughs) (laughs) Big requests. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't wow. song requests. <laughs> so wait, how, okay. how long did you work at Silly's? And then, then what happened? Four years. Wow. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Did you work during the time of the all male reviews? Oh yeah. I was I, I, I was a DJ. I actually made the mixes and um actually oh, nice. You know, I saw them dance. A lot of dancers were their nice bodies, but they can't yeah. dance. So I taught them, taught them how to dance, and I did routines for them. Nice. Oh I can do a chair dance for you. Oh, I, oh, all day, oh, boy, oh, all day. Looky, looky, watch out, sisters. <laughs> wow, so multi-talented. Huh? Yeah, I was like, hey, how come you want me stiff? They don't, girls don't like that. You know, you gotta you grind your stiff, hips bro. like this. <laughs> yeah, like this here. I'm, I'm playing the song, bop, 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 and like you gotta do this and do that and. So yeah, I, oh, I, I so, so you were Magic Mike before Magic Mike. Exactly. Magic Mike. <laughs> hey, hey, Magic Spaz. Somebody get on it. <laughs> so okay, so you did the DJ thing. Yeah. When did you become a radio personality? And then talk about this and that. Okay, so I was in the club, and a program director from I ninety four, Jamie Hyatt. Yeah. Saw me mixing, and he said, "Love hey, him." we want to start doing live mixes. I'm like, what? He was like, like, we want to start putting mixes on, you know, on the air. So would you be interested? I was like, heck yeah. So um, he, we actually, for our first mixed gig was live from Silly. So Silly wow. and we went live. I was so nice. nervous. So we went live from Silly's, but it was a success. So he, um, after that ended, he's like, um, okay, we don't, we just don't want Saturday nights. Can you submit um, mixes? So I started submixing cassette tapes. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point in time, Cutmaster Spaz was on I-94 like six days a week. No, yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, actually, and two times a night, it was the seven o'clock bomb drop. I would do a 25 minute mix um, when the night crew went on, which I yep. think was, um, Lanai Boy and Jimmy the Geek. And then I would do the uh, 10 o'clock mix party. So I was like, I was mixing all day. And I, I think I was one of the only DJs that was on the radio the most. And that blew up my radio career. And nice. um, how, how I <laughs> became a radio personality was when we did extreme radio. Um, no, sorry, KQMQ. I was at KQMQ mixing and um, Jimmy was sick. He got sick. And Jamie High is like, okay, I extinguish every DJ. Nobody can. Uh, Spaz, yeah. would you like to take it? I was like, uh, I'm a mixer. I'm not an MC, but I do MC at the club. So I went on. I mean, so Jamie High put me on many times. And so I just yeah. started in radio and I went on and it was fun. I was like, okay. I, I just had fun and um, yeah. blew up from there. And that's when I became, a, uh, I guess, a radio jockey. And that's so that. awesome. And then how did you start this and that? What, what inspired you to do that? Oh, and then- I always had this, um, I guess, way of thinking about business as an entrepreneur is when everybody's zigging, I zag. And I was in radio at that time for probably about 10 years and I was like, okay, hey, what's next? Kind of like where, you know, MJ, where you at now? Like, okay, hey, what's next? What's wait, next? Wait, 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 wait. Go back, go back. Because this and that is your media company, right? Like, well, it, it was a TV show. Oh, okay. TV okay. Show, okay. TV okay. Show, okay. 2003. Okay. So as, um, I used to go to schools and talk to um, kids about mm-hmm. in, inspiring. And OC16 um, in the daytime was a Filipino channel. So, you know, you go on. <laughs> 
Mahalo. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then at, at, um, at night, they had Tiny TV and Lena and Sam, local kind yeah. grinds, and uh-huh. the bottle. So There's three shows at night, but they realized that it was, it, they got high ratings. So they wanted to go 24 hours. Wow. And they were looking, and Tiny um, told them, you know, you should talk to Spaz. He's very inspiring. He talks to youth. I think he would be a good host for a TV show. So, um, and Tiny told me that too. So they talked to me, had a meeting with me and, and said, hey, um, you know, would you like to have a TV show? So my thoughts was, oh my God, I'm going to go there and they're going to, I just walk on and I go, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and I, I do something and they're like, oh no, you got to find a production crew. You got to do it. Oh. Wait, what? And so they said, yeah, we're going to give you $10,000 to produce TV shows. Oh, so you're you- your own entity. Then. Wow. Yeah. I didn't wow. know that. I, I didn't know that. For, you know, yeah, uh, I thought you they had their own thing and then you go in. No. You know? So oh, they wow. said, you got to find your own crew and they gave me $10,000. So I started looking for a production crew and I told them what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something about, you know, food, entertainment, the yeah. unsung heroes. Um, and so... This, this and that okay that makes there total you sense go. okay da, 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 yeah, da. yeah. And a little bit yeah, of this yeah, and yeah. a little bit of that yeah so i went to a production company and they said oh for what you want to do one episode is ten thousand. Oh, wait what <laughs> but yeah one episode is ten thousand. so um i started the search and i found um a uh a guy who graduated from castle high school ironically my alma mater and he was into video production His name was jacob kuna and i said hey um, I'm going to start a TV show. Would you like to be, and he did independent films and all this kind mm-hmm. of, you know, underground stuff. And he said, sure. So we took the $10,000 and we bought camera gear. We bought um, what we needed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the Bible, you know, you, you give a man a fish, he eats for a day, you teach yeah. a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. So that's yeah. what we did. We bought equipment and we was able to produce on 2003, um, October of 2003, we had the first episode of this and that. And that's how I was born. But because wow. I had to do the production, mm-hmm. find sponsors, and it took us five years to find a paying sponsor. Um, but because I learned marketing, consulting, I started my own production company. Gosh, so I started nice. this and that media because a lot of businesses that we got wasn't like established businesses. They were like yeah. mom and pops. So mm-hmm. they we had to say, okay, so you got to get to get more people in. We got to do this, got to do that. How much can you pay and work with their budget? And that's how Disney TV is born. And then Disney Media, because we were the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. So we did everything for them. Like we, we helped them with their marketing, that's saying good. what they can do. We'd come in and look at their business, what they can change and say, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know if you know this, but your cashier is stealing from you. You're going to have your dishwasher trying to do the advertising. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, okay, okay, okay. So we're going back. What would what was your startup when that when you guys first bought all your equipment? So out of the ten thousand, how much did you? How much was your startup? Uh, twenty thousand. <gasps> oh my god! No I spent ten thousand own money. Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. Wasn't enough, so oh I, I had to invest uh, ten thousand dollars to buy more of the stuff. Like at that time, you know, we had to uh, even like to transfer one. It was a hundred dollars every show. And we were doing uh, 52 shows a year. Wow. So and when I filled in, I got paid t-shirts. Oh, wait, no, dresses, jewelry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they would do my makeup and hey, hair. That's I an felt upgrade. like a that's star. An upgrade from bumper stickers. That's an upgrade from bumper yeah, I know, stickers. Right? No, but it was nice. Like, I got dresses that I, you know, that I could wear all the time. It was really nice dresses. And I really liked it a lot. I mean, she came in like 10 years later. So yeah, yeah <laughs> teas and stuff like that. So, you know, um, yeah. yeah. So now, you- okay. So now what, where, where are you guys in the whole business realm? Okay. So I realized that TV broadcast is, is dinosaur. I mean, mm. I mean, even radio per se is yeah. kind of. Yeah. Everybody's oh, yeah. online, yeah. YouTube, yeah. podcast. Yeah. And so in 2018, and I know it's because a lot of my sponsors, you know, and by the time we were ending, we were getting $10,000 a month in sponsorships. Nice. And then it went down to 2000 oh. And then but my bills was 5000 so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, here we go, back again. So I realized that, you know, broadcast on, on TV is not really where it's going. It's online. So... Mm. 
I shut down this and that TV at 2000 in 2018, but I realized that my company can really help other people. So I kept this and that media. Mm-hmm. I was going to go online and do a podcast like you guys, but yeah. then I started researching um, the millennials. Mm-hmm. I'm a Gen X. And I was yeah, like, me too. guys like to listen to people who eat and like to prank their, their significant other. Yeah, your, your wife might kick your ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you <do that. laughs> so, so I said, what am I going to do? And I then I got a call from St. Louis uh, School. And they said, hey, we're looking for someone to teach digital media at our class at our school and I was like okay I mean I know a lot of people ask and they're like no you. <laughs> yeah wait what hell yeah and they're like you have 30 years of experience that yep. you, you could be a professor at a university yeah with the experience you have you could be you have you could get a doctorate and I was like okay so I went into for interview and talked with them and I I said okay let's do it and I realized the reason I became a teacher was because when I go to schools and I talk in a 74 an hour, I can inspire them. Mm-hmm. But when I become became a teacher, I can mentor them. Yeah. I can help these youth. I can help these um, students with left brain, ADHD, mm-hmm. all the stuff I had. I understand them. Yeah. I being an impact, I can feel what they're feeling, their frustration, mm-hmm. and turn that and the negativity that they gotta face. And I so I said, yes, I'm all in. So um, in 2019, I signed on to be uh, the digital media teacher, but I became more than that. I, I didn't realize that St. Louis did not have a creative media program or digital media program for 15 years. Oh, wow. But the last one they had was called SLAM, uh, St. Louis Audio Media. Mm-hmm. And that was like in 1997, it ended. Oh, wow. in- so I came in and I basically revamped, yeah. revamped and built and it became Crusader Media, came nice. with the whole curriculum. Um, and I, I steamrolled. I mean, boom, banging fast. Yeah, a little bit too fast for the administration. They didn't know that. They thought they were hiring a teacher, but they yeah. got a businessman. They got somebody who's passion driven. And it was a little bit They too got a much. program, you know what I mean? Yeah, a, a little mm-hmm. bit too much. It wasn't ready mm. uh, for that. So they started putting a lot of borders and a lot mm. of procedures in place. And it was frustrating because I, I'm trying to help my students. I'm yeah. trying to build this program. I'm trying to help St. Louis. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why are yeah. you telling me I can't do this? I can't do that. Yeah. And it was. And it's just, not like they don't have the money. They have the money. You know what I mean? The beautiful thing about this is I got a donor. I got a. Oh, a my gosh. Yeah. He saw, he's like, oh my God, we have Cutmaster Spaz in St. Louis? Uh-huh. How much do you want? And so it wasn't actually even their money. That's oh the my gosh. I got a so, donate $100,000. So why would they, why? why? That doesn't I cannot say hands up in there. I cannot tell you. I don't know. But they started saying, you know, like if you get equipment, um, I need three different prices. I'm like, it's not a bid to do it. It's equipment. I'm going to get the best price. Right. And it was just a lot of, things that was put into place that was slowing me down and I'm a driven businessman so it was really frustrating I mean I love St. Louis I love my students or I made a lot of good friends but it was just like I said I think the administration just wasn't ready for Cutmaster Spaz mm-hmm. you know they're they're used to having teachers that stay in their lane per se mm-hmm. so it was really frustrating or, or just it, do the bare minimum not maybe that's yeah and I'm not like that I'm 110 and everybody's yeah. like you can't do 110. It's not mathematically possible. No, I'm the extra. Watch me. You watch me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I built something that wasn't in 15 years, in, in two years. I built a media program, a recording studio, broadcast studio, a full drone uh, curriculum, drones for high school students. Mm-hmm. Teach them drones. Right. Yeah. DJs classes. I brought DJ equipment, teaching them all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it, it just was getting frustrating because I was like, okay, you can't do this, you can't do that. So at the end, I just realized at the end of this past school year in 2021, I, you know, this is not a place. Not for a me. good fit. Yeah. I can't move. I, I can't no, breathe. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, I just decided not to sign my contract and I mm-hmm. gave a resignation letter. So I'm not coming back, which I know it disappointed a lot of people, but I had to do what was going to be right for me. I didn't know where I was going. 
I, I, I didn't like, oh, I'm going to go here. I, I didn't have any offers. Nobody knew what was going well, they, on. They cannot hire you and then clip your wings. You know what I'm saying? Like that just, that's not how it works. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, so I just, um, I, I left not knowing and I trusted in God, Yeah. you know, and ironically, I'm nuts. I got offered, I got three different offers. I got offered. Shut up. Yeah, uh-huh. like they do, and I didn't even put it out there. It's just like, well, you did to God. Hey, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. we heard that you're not signing with St. Louis. We want you to do this and do that. And one of the offers was Marinol. Marinol uh-huh. um, School said, we want you to do for us what you did for St. Louis. Wow. We have middle school. We don't have any creative media. We want you to come to creative media. Now, at St. Louis, I was doing high school, right. um, which is amazing. Yeah. But I was like, in middle school, this is the point where you can yeah. you start can, them early. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're coming into a, a teenage, but they still have that, you know, child mentality yeah. where you yeah. can say, this the creativity is, right. is there. Mm-hmm. So, and it's know, right down the street from your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Five minutes away. Yes. Oh, so oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, you can just take the back roads. <laughs> okay, wait, so, so you started, you started already at Marinol. Yes. So I am, awesome. the, I am the creative media teacher at Marinol Middle School. So that's there's, awesome. There's a grade school, grade school, middle school on one side. Yeah. Uh, by Puno and then across mm-hmm. street by Kapiolani is the high school. So I started like literally two weeks before school started. I was just so bad. They said, put you in. So I I came in and, you know, because I have all these years of knowledge, I just created a curriculum for middle school Mm -hmm. to teach six, seven, and eight uh, creative media. So I'm teaching creative media. Um, My first semester is public speaking. So all the training of broadcast and, you know, speaking and enunciating your words and, Mm projection so i'm teaching him and already that's I'm good parents saying my child is speaking to me this is so weird yeah but they're speaking so so i'm at marinol right now and i'm developing their marinol creative media um nice program in the again i can't stay in my lane in the two months i've been there i've built a recording studio oh good oh good job screen studio a podcast corner nice nice. they call an infinity wall and a full like they gave me the library so oh wow how's this (laughs) that's so cool full on uh media broadcast studio wow and and i i'm good for you good for you that's good for you because you know what here's the thing a lot of times people in hawaii they make it right and then either they go on and then they don't teach the younger ones how to, right? So everybody yeah. lost because they want to learn, but they don't have anywhere to learn. Nobody wants to teach them, you know? But then you, you're there, you're teaching and you're teaching from experience and you're giving mm-hmm. them 150% that, you know what I mean? Like nobody does that anymore. They don't. Yeah, you know? that's true. Everybody's so, so tang with their stuff, you know? Before we let you go, Spaz, uh, Nadine has some questions that she wants to ask you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that questions. Okay, hold on. Hold yeah. On. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, you know, kind of like your this or that. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. So, here's the rules. I'm going to okay. ask yeah. you questions. Real okay. quick, kind. You cannot say, I don't know. Yeah. You cannot say neither. You got to yeah. pick one. Okay. 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 Do I have a dare? Do I have a dare? Can I do a dare? No, 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 no. We're going to start off simple. Okay. So cat okay. or dog? Oh, dog. All dog. day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Mm. Uh, ice cream. Good job. Right? Good job. <laughs> oh, candy, candy. Okay. <laughs> Are you a sweet or salty or savory person? Mm, savory mm, 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 mm-hmm. yep 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 uh do you prefer burgers or tacos tacos mm. on dmb <laughs> taco tuesday <laughs> <laughs> okay um if you could would you be a ninja or a pirate oh ninja <laughs> I was not cut master spaz i would have been a ninja and, and what kind what kind of um, weapons would you have if you were a oh, sword and stars okay okay okay, okay. <laughs> see in high school back in the day we Paper had stars I oh you stars. had 
You had like, metal class. So I, I mean, oh, shoot. Had, like, that's yeah. crazy. You just cut it out of the, the sheet metal. Yeah, sheet metal. I mean, stars. oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That's why wow. I mean, they didn't have metal, metal class anymore in Castle. <laughs> I was ghetto. I had to pour, you know, the, the fork. I had to pound them the other way, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Break them off and. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Are you the kind of person that prefers texting or calling? I would say texting now, now texting. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, 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 are you a car person or a truck person? A car. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It, no more SUV. Got to be trucker. Is truck oh. considered SUV? Like, yeah, let's just say car or SUV. <laughs> okay. SUV. I, okay. I, cause I, cause I'm a DJ. I still got to haul it. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What was going back to that real fast? What was your first car? Oh yeah. Uh, my dad's, uh, 77 Dodge van was what I used to drive. It was my first yeah. car I drove, but the one I owned was, um, a Nissan, a Nissan van. Oh, okay. I, okay. Okay. I do mobile. Yeah. Mobile. DVDs. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought my own. Is so that the one you took to prom or what? <laughs> oh, don't get me started. I didn't go prom. I was, they turned me down. I didn't, I never, went to prom. Yeah. Okay. What? yeah, I got uh, three girls turned me down. So I never went to prom. I never went to any socials. I was, Sorry. Again, so I was the, and, I now they, with you. and now, and now, and now they're regretting, they're regretting. <laughs> yeah. <Trust and> believe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so SUV. Okay. 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 Cool. Um, your idea of a perfect Friday night, would you say party or, or staying home? Oh man, I'm getting old. So I know me too. <laughs> Before I'd be like, I would stay home. MJ, where would I be on a yeah, Friday night? We would have been at Dave and Buster's. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But now Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. <laughs> okay. Um, toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Do you do the toilet paper roll over or under? You gotta do over. Everybody don't See, that's what I say. Right? Right? It's gonna keep on going down. That's like, what I going, said. Down. Over, it stops. Yes. Yes. You don't notice. Yes. Oh my that's God. what I said. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah, yep, yep. Okay, as far as gifting goes, do yes. you prefer to give an actual gift or a gift card? Okay, no get mad, ladies, but a gift card because then you get to buy what you yes, like. I like that. Yeah, I buy that's a good idea. And yeah. it's too big or too small or not yeah. what you like. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. But yeah. the gift card, like, oh yeah, then buy yes. what you like. Yes. <laughs> Boom, yes. I even give you cash. Yes. It's two hundred dollars just because. There you go. You <laughs> And wait, I think you said you're single, yeah. You you said you're yeah, single, single, right? <laughs> 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 okay um if you had a significant other when you have do you want someone for love or for the bedroom love okay yeah i i gotta love they gotta be my best friend they gotta support me they gotta um, be there for me, shoulder to cry on, as well as celebrate my wins. Nice. Which is why because my last one did not do that. Okay. Aww. Wait, now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle back to that. A good cook or good in bed? Uh, for the significant other? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good in bed because I'm a good cook. Okay. Okay. Ah, <laughs> that's like guys say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they, they got bite squad accounts. I spam all day. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting in bed. I don't like spam in bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, last one, last one, last one, last one. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. Would you rather have a nice car or a nice house? Ooh. <laughs> I say nice house because okay. you want to come home to a nice place that you can relax. They always say, you know, your house is your castle. So mm-hmm. I would like a nice house. So... Yeah, I say nice house. I, I can totally do understand that. I don't, yeah. I don't care. But the, as long as the car get air conditioned, because for a long time yeah. I had hoopties, you know what I mean? Struggling. Yeah. Hoopties. So yeah. <laughs> crank the window kind yeah, of. Yeah, so it's gonna look yeah. like a piece of crap, but long air conditioned, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. Wait, now we gotta have you back because you said you have kids. Yes. 
and yes. we love talking about kids and and yep. parenting and that's like a big thing for us you know what oh, I mean? sister i got grandkids me too oh my god i oh got god. yeah 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 <laughs> Just letting you guys know that, you know, we have questions on Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, there's going to be questions that are asked and then you can answer all the questions on Spotify for every episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell us where we can find you, Spaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, cutmasterspaz.com. Mm-hmm. On mm-hmm. Facebook, uh, at cutmasterspaz. On IG, it's spazcutmaster. Okay, spazcutmaster. Yes. On IG, yeah. <laughs> she's an instagrammer I'm a I am. she has a major instagrammer yeah. <laughs> anyways mahalo so yes. much for hanging out with us on oh creates God. happiness podcast just to let you know that this is our final show for 2021 and um you can join us for our january 2022 for the second season mm-hmm. of creates happiness podcast and mahalo for listening yeah. yes thanks Thank for you. coming everyone <laughs> well good- goodbye Bye. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay, bye. Mahalo for listening to Creates Happiness Podcast with Nadine, MJ, and Marnie. Tune in every Friday and let us know what you think. If you have any questions, show topics, hit us up at createshappinesspodcast at gmail.com. That's Creates Happiness with a Y.